welcome to the Shrink Think Podcast. I'm Aaron. And I'm Nathan, and we're both licensed professional counselors in Oregon, here to open up our lives and minds with you. We are your companion on the journey to grow your healthcare practice, yourself, and your relationships. To get you started, we've got a free email course on our website, shrinkthinkpodcast.com forward slash course, with practical steps on overcoming your fear and anxiety. Thank you for joining us on the Shrink Think Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Shrink Think Podcast. I'm excited to be here. Nathan and I are continuing our hangout session. <laughs> we I'm work- excited, too. <laughs> He's also excited. <laughs> We're both excited to be here. Let's be real. We're extending our hangout session today. We were out last night after work, after we saw our clients finishing off the week. And we get together at this place, this brewery in town that's nearby. And we go there and uh, let's just be honest, we often order the same thing every time. I don't just mean like we look at the menu and we, we both pick the same things. Each He picks this and I pick that. No, sometimes we actually pick the same thing. <laughs> That's how enmeshed we are. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, he's just enmeshed. Um, we <laughs> squishy. Uh, so we're we're sitting down. We're ordering, and our waitress comes along. She's been around before. Um, it's actually, I'll be honest. It was cool to see her face because we'd been there um, for the last couple of years since we started our podcast, and we've never seen her face because of this whole mask thing. And so um, we've talked with her before about, uh, I think early on, like maybe in like the 30s, episode 30 or something, somewhere around there, we were talking, we we met there outside and boy, this would have been like, you know, nine months ago. So I don't even know how many episodes that would have been. Um, Anyway, so we're outside and she comes along, gives us, we, we told her who we are and what we're doing. We got this podcast. She like tells us all about herself. She's like, oh, yeah, I have anxiety and here's my story and blah, blah, blah. And we're like, wow, thanks for opening up. You know, it was really cool that she uh, just was willing to be so honest about herself. And we just connected a little bit because she liked what we were doing for our podcast and how we were kind of destigmatizing and normalizing mental health and trying to speak to basically, you know, people like her about how to kind of get good help. Well, and that's she even actually brought up that idea of destigmatization, like because we were like, hey, what would you want? She's like. Man, if you could make it more normal uh, for people that mental health care is just kind of a normal thing. Um, last night, she gave us another idea. Again, not having seen her for for like ever. Remember, Oregon. Okay, <laughs> so if you're not listening to this in Oregon, you'd be like, "What are you talking about? I've seen faces for a long time." <laughs> yeah, we just found people's faces. <laughs> yeah, like two weeks ago. <laughs> She walks up and it was a really busy night. There was like a, I don't know, a couple of tables, what you say, about like 35, 40 people, whatever. She was trying to manage it all and telling us, you know, hey, I'm really busy. Sorry if I'm scattered. Anyway, so she like comes back and she's like, oh, by the way. And I was thinking she was going to be like, do you want another drink or do you want more food or whatever? But no, she's like, can you guys speak to uh, why it is that I want to get better? Like I have this anxiety and I want to get better. And I talked to my therapist about that. But I don't want to get better because this anxiety is like my friend and her name is April, by the way, we told her we'd give her a shout out. So, Hey, what's up, April? Well, she said she was addicted to her anxiety, addicted to her anxiety. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And she went on to explain how um, it's like this. I guess that I'm kind of transitioning from what she shared into kind of what we know, which is like, yeah, your anxiety, your depression, your addiction, your shame, 
your whatever it is that you have been going through that you essentially want to get better from oftentimes is a thing that somewhere inside you you're like but I actually don't want to leave this behind and that can be a really confusing experience for people and more as it relates to doing a a good job in therapy being able to progress in therapy that's why we're here we want to help you to do your your experience in therapy well it can be really confusing because you're like I want to get better but actually I don't and what what the heck is getting in my way so what do I need to do or know in order to address this thing so that I can continue achieving my goals. You know, like I like to think of it, I'm this person, maybe you're not, Aaron's not, where if you saw my desk, it's, uh, it's kind of messy. Um, yeah, not me. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, but I know where everything is on that desk. And if you were to come in behind me and clean it, I would not like that because then I would not know where anything was. So on the one hand, I actually don't like how messy it is. I I don't like it, but I also don't necessarily want to clean it because I don't know where to put the other things. And so it's kind of totally annoying. It's kind of like you're addicted to the mess. (laughs) Kind of, you know, kind of. And I'm not a freaking loan just because I'm alone in this room. (laughs) Right. not me. Yeah, there's nobody else. Anybody else? Anybody else have the same? Nope. Nobody else has the same problem. It's just you. (laughs) Yeah. So little birds in the background by myself. Anyway, so working with trying to going through a change process, working with maybe you have some like we've talked about anxiety, but this is even true for depression or sometimes probably not um, trauma as much. Yeah, I would say actually in a way it can be trauma because it would be more like the results of the trauma. Like if you experience something at a younger age where um, something bad happens to you or people aren't there for you or they hurt you in some way. Oftentimes at those developmental ages, you're experiencing that as what's wrong with me? What did I do to cause this? Or, you know, what's wrong with me that um, I would be treated this way? So the experience can be one of shame and that shame would be like the anxiety, the depression. Yeah. Okay. That's totally true. The other thing that when you said that, I thought, well, the other thing that goes into that is um, this might be a little too deep, but the idea that when you heal from whatever that emotional injury is from say a family member you actually are having to distance yourself from that family member so in an awkward way the the trauma kind of connects you to them still like and but it gives you this awkward distance like you don't want to be around them because the trauma is like freaking you out whenever you are but on the other hand to heal from the trauma means you'll lose them forever and in that way yeah right in that like connected way and the reality is, is that just to think about it, taking that a little bit out all the way, if you, if you've not, you're now grown up because you're listening to a podcast, you're probably not 10. Listening to a podcast. <laughs> Although if you are 10 <laughs> listening, please send us a message. We would love to give you a shout out. <laughs> That's true. The one person that is. So now probably you aren't around that family member is my point. And so um, it would, from a logical standpoint, Like you could go through it and just be like, okay, well, I'll heal from this because I'm distant anyway. But therein lies the the rub is that that emotional tie is so strong. It's like it's kind of a lot to cut, even though it's caused all the pain that it's causing. Yeah. So as we talk about this issue about like carrying these things that, you know, you know, somewhere inside you, you need to heal from or you need to get rid of these things. You need to distance yourself from them in order to be healthier or whatever. And maybe even like you're saying, like, these are the reasons, I guess, maybe even I should say the way April was telling us about this um, at the restaurant 
was that like this is probably why she's going to therapy. So it's like you might even know I want to get rid of my anxiety. I want to deal with it. I want to get over the shame or this depression or whatever. But what that means is you have to get rid of or distance yourself from that thing. But here's the thing. If you have listened to any of our previous podcasts, we've talked a little bit, a little bit in the past about uh, internal family systems and IFS. That means basically we have like these different parts of ourselves that we can kind of speak to and in that system just to make it work really well and, and make it kind of functional we can personify some of these parts of ourselves. And it sounds crazy, I know. Um, sometimes I'll use like pillows or, you know, things in my room to kind of represent the different parts of ourselves so that we can speak to those things and kind of uh, differentiate them from ourselves and from each other. So anyway, it's kind of like you've got this part of yourself that's like your arm and it's your anxiety, it's your depression. And I mean, if you think about it, that arm's been pretty helpful throughout your life, you know? It grabs things. It does. It, it has can. a hand on it. <laughs> That's right. It has one of the other opposable thumbs. <laughs> Very helpful for us upright mammals. <laughs> what we're talking about is like getting rid of the anxiety or healing from it, for example, is like cutting off this thing that has been helpful to you. Or another way of thinking about it is like the way I've always thought about it. It's like this blanket, this blankie, this security blankie that you've been carrying around like Linus from Peanuts that it's been comforting to you. It's been a friend to you. It's done so much for you. Maybe it's protected you. It's helped you. It's pointed out things in your life that you've needed to pay attention to in order to be safe or in order to um, you know, protect yourself in some way. Whatever it's done, it has been there for you. Sure, yeah, it's also had some damaging effects as well because it's also the part maybe that says squirrel, you know, freak out, you know, anxious, worry about that. Or um, if somebody says, oh, hey, I'm really sorry. Like this just happened last night. Our buddy Jamal um, was working late at the office and he called me. He's like, hey, I can't make it out um, to meet with you guys. Like it's like this part of you is, would be, then be saying to you, oh, what's wrong with me? What did I do? Why am I such an idiot? He doesn't like me anymore. Like even though that part might also help you, it might also hurt you in a lot of ways like that, like that the shame is talking there. So healing is like getting rid of this blankie that you've had your whole life that has been with you through so many things. And now all of a sudden, you're being asked to let go of it. If you think when you're growing up as a kid, and um, your parents, maybe you felt they were overcritical, or they were on you about everything. Um, you know, a lot of that, maybe they did wrong. But they also did keep you safe. There was also definitely situations that you just did not get into. And you might not even know what those are. I think of like, I guess, kind of where we're going here. Uh, another way to look at it. Oh, by the way, the internal family systems episode is episode 50. I've referred that out so many freaking times. I remember five zero people. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Library. <laughs> it's totally random. So, um, yeah, because we do a lot of IFS, and so that's why I remember it, because I just tell people now to go listen to that to prep them. Um, but if you think in terms of, of what we're talking about here, another way to think of it simply is you have to think about what that anxiety, that depression, or that thing you're trying to change is actually doing for you. It's, you know, we, we spend a lot of time trying to not have that feeling or that thing, because that's why you went to counseling. That's why you may have started. That's why you may be listening to this is to think of like, how do I stop doing that? Like, how can I finally get healed from it? 
And the first thing is like, well, have you ever considered that it actually might be helping you? Because you have to give up that help also, or you have to figure out another way to do what that thing is doing. But without some of the, like the downsides or whatever. Yeah, you know, as we talk about this, I'm, I'm glad you're, um, you're kind of moving us in this direction of like, okay, what do we do about it? Because we do want to give you some helpful tips here. And there are two things that I can think of that we can talk about here. One would be, it's kind of a Marie Kondo approach. If any of you know who she is, she's this um, super organizer, this Japanese lady who comes into people's homes and helps them like go through all of their stuff. And uh, like when I think about this, I think about people's closets and they lay out all their clothes from the closet and they sit with each one and they they pick out, you know, each item of clothing. And they say uh, she asks, like, do you are you excited to wear this piece of clothing? And if they're not excited, then she's like, you need to get rid of it. Right. Because if it's like, oh, maybe someday I'll wear it. You're like, nope, get rid of it. Um, And then with those things that you are getting rid of, and this is the Marie Kondo approach. It's not just dump it right away, but it's, hey, take a moment with that thing. Take a moment with that part of yourself that has helped you that you're kind of getting rid of and say to that part or that piece of clothing, hey, thank you so much for how you've served me in in my life. You've been there for me. You've provided me with these great experiences, you know, like if it's your Hawaiian shirt that you've had for like 14 or 18 years. That's a little bit faded. Stop it. Maybe fraying a little I'm bit. I'm not getting rid of it. It's not happening. <laughs> hey, this isn't about you. Nathan. I'm just glad this that you weren't just... talking about the pie lady because I was like, she makes pies. Oh, that's Marie Callender. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, we're definitely keeping that. No, not Marie. <laughs> this is about organization. <laughs> of course, you block this from your mind. Well, not only that, but I didn't realize. I mean, you spend a whole process talking to a shirt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is why people think our profession is weird. Uh, exactly right. But it works. I mean, there, there's a reason why she's popular because, yeah, it, there's this emotional attachment that you've got to this article of clothing or to this part of yourself. So it's taken a moment to acknowledge how this part has been there for you in your life and has served you in some way. Right. I think the other part of that too, is um, sometimes when it comes to, and, and this is a departure from the whole Marie Kondo thing, but the part that can make that, or I should say the piece that can make that difficult is while you're trying to separate from that, it's kind of like a friendship, right? That there might be something that, that, piece of clothing or that this person, this part of you, just kind of using different analogies here, something that this part of you needs you to see or know before you say goodbye. And so it's not just a simple, wow, thanks for everything you've done. Get out of here. But it's like, hey, wait a minute. Before we leave, we need to leave on good terms, right? So before you get rid of this anxiety or this depression or this shame or whatever it is, it might have something that it needs you to see or know or understand about it before you can just let go of it. Because like you said, Nathan, before this part leaves, um, it's been doing something and it needs to know that you're going to do that for that part of you. If it's anxiety and it's been like warning you of something, something to worry about um, or shame, something about yourself that you need to know so that you don't hurt people anymore. um, It needs to know that you're going to pick up that slack as you let that part of you go. Yeah. So take taking that to even more of a specific level. If, if um, I've taken people through this a little bit with IFS and I'll ask them, what is that 
heart um, want you to know? Like, what, how is it that maybe it just doesn't quite trust that you understand? So if we're talking like the anxiety or depression or shame, you're asking, what is the what is one of those things that depression, anxiety, shame want you to know? Right. And so um, with one person, they were telling me, well, the anxiety part and then they'll typically they'll always say at some point wait this is really creepy i don't know how but but the thing of it is is it always makes sense and they'll go it it doesn't believe that i will actually be able to catch the problem so like in this case it was anxiety and this person was pretty hyper vigilant you know they were they meaning that they're just totally um, looking around all the time and trying to make sure that they're safe and that's creating a lot of like feels like your body's buzzing kind of. And um, so this part of her like did, did not want to stop doing it because the, the part was like, you're not going to be safe if I stop. Cause, because you're just not going to pay attention. You are so lazy that you will not like understand how in danger you are. And then we're going to be in deep trouble. It's like this part was a bodyguard protecting her. And it's like, you're not going to be safe without a bodyguard. Right. It's not going to happen. You are, you are totally going down. And so on the one hand, like what she didn't realize that it was kind of that, that, uh, functional of a deal is because she just hated feeling that buzzy sensation all the time. And so, um, so then I asked, okay, so maybe ask this part to give you some memories, some ideas of how it has helped, you know, and then she actually started having all these memories about stuff. She's like, and she started crying cause she didn't realize how helpful. So for the first time she was able to look at it and go, Whoa, so this really was helpful. And the part was like, yeah, like this is what I'm saying. You're, you're, <laughs> right. like, you haven't been listening, <laughs> right. but, but that's the, that's a dichotomy. It's like this part has been helping you, but we look at it like, well, you've been hurting me. You're I'm so hypervigilant. I'm so anxious. I'm so whatever. And then that part is like, yeah, but you misunderstand. Right. And so um, obviously this is really IFS specific as we're talking. Um, but even if you're going to, you know, that's not really, it's too creepy for you. It's, it's too weird. You still got to think in terms of like what it's doing for you. Like the, the idea of like, how is this anxiety actually, how could it be helpful? And then think through times in your life where, 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 where would this be helpful? The other thing I was going to mention too is, uh, <laughs> this is kind of weird and weird, but it's true. It's just how weird we are as humans. A lot of times the the idea of what we do is we restrict eating, right? So we'll get anxious and not eat. Well, a lot of anxiety actually occurs, like the feeling of it is comes from adrenaline, right? So when you don't eat, I was just talking with a client about this earlier this week. When you don't eat, um, your body goes, oh, no, we need to, we, we're, we, we're hungry. We need to still be alert. We need to still keep going because like the rest of the day is going here's some adrenaline for you, <laughs> like, which is like making you more anxious. So uh, what a common thing to kind of help out is just eat normal, uh, get back to eating regular, even if it's smaller types of things. I'm not a nutritionist. We're not nutritionists, but it's just in my mind, kind of basic. And we've learned it over the years and get to the, to the simple habits that kind of keep your body going to take that stuff off of the table uh, literally. <laughs> right. Even if it's like you need to just eat a little bit throughout the day, like just munch, um, have smaller meals, but just have snacks, you know, throughout the day to help with your anxiety. I mean, in some ways that it can be good for your metabolism and good for your, you know, your, your dietary habits, um, just to keep you going throughout the day. But well, it also works with depression, right? Because people that are super pressed don't eat either because they're on the couch. 
And that food thing, it actually causes this uh, thing called energy. Um, <laughs> where And you have to get up to go get it, get your body moving, get your blood right. flowing. Right. So just as we as we close up this episode, I mean, we're, we're describing a kind of a complicated process, but this is the kind of thing that we want you to be informed about so that you can start to kind of loosen or uh, dislodge some of the tightness inside of you, some of the confusion with this part of you where you may not you might not understand. You might hit this this brick wall of like, I don't know how to get beyond it. Well, maybe this will dislodge it a little bit so that you can move past it in your therapy and talking with your therapist somewhat knowledgeably about what's going on. Because ultimately, in order to move forward, like I said, you need to make peace with not just this part of you, but everything that it's done for you so that you can, on good terms, say, hey, thank you so much for what you've done for me. I have learned a lot from you, and now I can carry that torch forward without you. Every time we go through change, and we go through loss and we go to, through like a potential miniature grief process, right? So we're like, this is trying to help you like, let's take stock. Take stock of what's going on. You're being asked, you're asking yourself to change. You're asking yourself to be different, which means you're asking yourself to like get angry about it. Like maybe go through a little bit of depression and try to figure out how like what, how things have helped and not helped and what things, how things are functioning and how things are going to be functioning differently moving forward. So it's just about taking yourself seriously, honoring yourself. And with all of that, we hope you have a great day. Thanks for listening to our show. Don't forget to head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts to leave us a review and subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. You can also visit our website at www.shrinkthinkpodcast.com forward slash course and sign up for our free email course, Nine Ways to Overcome Fear and Self-Doubt. And you'll get nine weeks worth of customized, practical strategies you can use to get past the fear that's holding you back in your life. Thanks again for listening. 